Hello, dear listener. A very warm welcome to you from wherever you're listening from. Coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. The program is New Life, and I am your presenter, Monica Kamokwa. Thank you for joining us today. Emmanuel Sunday will start us off in the health segment with the topic, Venereal Diseases. Then in the Bible segment, Ian Muse will be joining us to talk about temptation. But before we get to that, let's first get the song, Una Hakika Gani by Kibera Youth Choir. Enjoy. Welcome back, dear listener. That was Unahakika Gani by Kibera Youth Choir. You are listening to the New Life Program on Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. At this point, Emmanuel Sunday joins us with more on venereal diseases. 
Remember, health is wealth, so stay tuned and be Odenu. Once again, is a warm welcome to our health programs. In our program today, we are going to talk about venereal diseases. Think quickly. What's the most common infectious disease? What disease attacks more individuals each year than all other infectious diseases combined? Is it whooping cough or TB? No. The answer will surprise you. It's VD. That's right. More people get venereal diseases than all other infectious diseases combined. For many years, VD was restricted to people given labels like bad girl, promiscuous, or other names. Most victims were thought to be poor and uneducated. But that image has changed. VD has moved into the suburbs and attracted the middle and upper classes. Even those believing themselves to be discreet can get VD. Syphilis and gonorrhea are spreading especially rapidly among the younger set. Syphilis is caused by tiny coil-shaped germs called spirochetes. These germs live in the mucous membranes lining the mouth, rectum, and genital tract. The only time they can move from one person to another is when these body areas are in contact with each other. Spirochetes die quickly outside the body, so it's impossible to become infected from dirty or dry toilet seats, a person's comb, or by holding hands. Sexual intercourse is the most common way to get the germs, although it's possible to get it by kissing a person having syphilitic infection in the mouth. Syphilis progresses through the three stages. The first is called primary syphilis, which occurs two weeks to three months after contact. A hand, reddish, button-shaped sore appears on the genital organs, rectum, or in the mouth. It's usually painless and disappears without being treated. During the second stage of syphilis, several things may happen. The tiny spirochetes spread throughout the entire body, causing body rash, sores, loss of hair, fever, or splitting headaches. These symptoms also disappear without being treated. The final stage is the most deadly. One person in three will develop serious complications. Ten years, 25 years may pass. Mental illness, insanity, heart disease, blindness, even death may result. A scenario of the advanced stage may begin with abdominal pains which can be accounted. The increase in severity resembling a gut-like constriction about the trunk. Excruciating pains shoot through the legs and body. It becomes difficult to control the legs as well as discharges from the bowel, and bladder. The nervous system is wrecked, causing a helpless invalid. Pregnant women can pass the syphilitic germ onto the unborn child. The child may be deformed or even stillborn. Syphilis must be diagnosed and treated early. Modern treatment is so efficient that it can do a great deal of good if begun before the symptoms of the third stage appear. In one eastern city, about 13,000 cases of gonorrhea were reported in a single year among children under 10 years of age. A health authority in one western city says the probability that a person will acquire VD by the age of 25 is about 50%. What has happened? Why is VD now such an epidemic? One reason is the continuing change in our society's values. Sexual freedom and openness is no longer considered promiscuous by many people. Multiple sexual contact is bound to increase the frequency of the disease. The pill may have an impact on VD. When a woman is on the pill, there's a change in the moisture level and acidity of her genital tract. The pill more than doubles the risk of contracting gonorrhea. Larger and larger dosage of penicillin and stronger chemicals are having to be used. In 25 years, the dosage required to cure gonorrhea has increased from 150,000 units 
to 2.4 million units, it's possible that someday we may have organisms completely resistant to non-antibiotics or which require treatment beyond the tolerance level of human beings. Most cases, however, can still be treated. Education is still our best hope for curing VD. The public must begin to consider VD as intolerable as smallpox and polio. Only then will venereal diseases be conquered. Dear listener, we do thank you for tuning in. Bye for now, and may God bless you. Bye. of you who are just joining us, this is the new live program with me, Monica Kamokwa, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, here is a song, Have Mercy, by Kibera Youth Choir. You're listening to the new live program, coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. for choosing our station we are because you are and now please join me as i welcome ian mose for the bible segment his message today is temptation be blessed
I greet you, dear listener, in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our study today, and the topic of our study is temptation. Since the entrance of sin into the world, a war has been raging in every human heart between the spirit and the flesh. Every person desiring to serve God feels the battle between these two opposing masters. And Satan is always exploiting our physical and emotional desires to sever our relationship with the Lord. Your iniquities have separated you from your God. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2, New King James Version. The Bible begins with the serpent tempting Adam and Eve and follows with the world's deterioration. The New Testament begins with Satan attempting Jesus and follows with the world's salvation. When humanity fell after the first subtle temptation in the garden, it lost the pure loving motives with which it had been originally created. Selfishness took its place and the result has been devastating. Death, disease, war, crime, pain, the list goes on. God has called us to holiness. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 to 16. But without supernatural aid, men and women are powerless to resist the evil desires and motives of the carnal heart. Yet God will never ask us to do anything that we are incapable of doing without his help. He has not abandoned his rebellious creation, and he made complete and final provision for its restoration. The purpose of his plan of salvation is to restore within you and me the image of Christ, so that we might be called the sons of God. According to his divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. Many believe it is a sin to be tempted. This is not true. The Bible declares, For we have not an high priest which can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, so it can't possibly be a sin to be tempted. Rather, it is a sin to give into temptation. Shakespeare wrote, It is one thing to be tempted, another thing to fall. Christians must not allow the carnal nature to dictate what they do. They must allow the spirit to direct their path and not their flesh. If we truly want to follow Jesus, we can choose to resist those actions and thoughts that we know are contrary to his will. Thankfully, through Jesus, God has provided everything we need to successfully resist evil and overcome us. So we might naturally ask ourselves, Since I am a follower of Christ, what did Jesus do to resist temptation? For one thing, he quoted the Bible. Knowledge of his word makes for the first and best defense against temptation. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Psalms chapter 119 verse 11. Second, we need to pray. Even Jesus turned to pray to resist temptation. Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Mark chapter 14 verse 38. I could easily expound on just these two basic points, prayer and the word, 
to develop an entire book about fighting temptation. But instead, I want to use these fundamental truths as a foundation to highlight 12 practical keys to resist and overcome temptation. I also want to give you some Bible passages that you might re recite as Jesus did when you are tempted. I believe this basic biblical ammunition, along with regular sincere devotions, will mark your path with more consistent victory. It's easier to endure the darkness when you believe in the approaching day. I am certain that one reason people are so easily overcome by temptation is that they lose sight of their eternal perspective. If an angel appeared to you right now in all his brilliant glory and said, Repent, Jesus is coming soon. Will it be easier for you to resist temptation, at least for the rest of the day? Sure, because your faith will be strengthened that your reward was real and near. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24-26 says, By faith, Moses, when he was come to ears, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses was in line to rule Egypt during the zenith of its power and wealth. That position of influence will be a terrible temptation for anyone. But Moses looked to God's eternal reward and was able to release the devil's temporary earthly treasure. Don't forget the glory God has in store for you. I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 It is so much easier to resist temptation if you believe you are really saved. If you mistakenly think you can work your way into being saved, you will actually erode your ability to resist. But when you believe you are saved, it's a lot easier to behave like a son of God. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans chapter 8 verse 18 It's easy to resist a jelly bean when you know you are on your way to a feast. You also must remember how bad sin is, with or without a reward. Paul says that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. Romans chapter 7 verse 13 You need to truly know that sin is very ghastly. And if you need a reminder, go back about 2,000 years ago to Calvary and see what sin did to Jesus. As Christians, we can't embrace sin because it is filthy, ugly, and deadly. Sin caused the death of our beloved Jesus. The Bible says, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and the man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. Job chapter 1 verse 1, New King James Version. We need go beyond the basic emotion of loving God. Like Job, a part of loving God is hating evil. God wants us to hate sin because he hates it. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Psalms chapter 119 verse 104 Don't be deceived when the devil tries to portray sin as something desirable and attractive. He's a genius at making something filthy and crooked look clean and harmless. But don't be misled, because the pretty picture will end up killing you. You need to come to the place where you love God so much that you will rather die than deliberately sin and grieve Him. Listener, sin will take you farther than you want to go. 
keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you want to pay. May you fight the good fight of faith and overcome by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I was your presenter, Ian Muse, and do have a good time. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. It is always a pleasure to have you with us. If you have any feedback about the show, you can get in touch through the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 422-76, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. And that brings us to the end of the show today. I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. Until we meet again right here, stay blessed. Si 